Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello, and welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. My name is Monica Olivas, and I'm the creator of the website runeatrepeat.com. It's a blog that I started to document training for my first marathon and my weight loss. Now it is 50 half marathons later, 30 full marathons, probably 20 pounds down, and Run It Repeat has turned into a huge community online. Now there's this podcast. I also have a YouTube channel, and I am all across social media as at Run It Repeat. So if you are new, please check out all those different ways to follow RER. And I'm so glad that you are here today. If you are running right now, especially if you are running on a treadmill, this is super cool. It's kind of like we're running together, except I'm not actually running. So you have to run for the both of us. But I have five awesome treadmill tips from an expert that I'm going to share today. Dr. Casey Kerrigan is giving us great tips, and also dispelling a huge myth that I thought about treadmill running. But before we go there, let's warm up. For today's warm up, I wanted to give you some of my treadmill story. And you might have heard this before if you have been listening since the beginning. I kind of talked about my running story, I think on the first podcast episode, actually. Um, So you can go and check it out back there. Just a heads up, you might not want to. The podcast has been a work in progress, like everything in my life. And the first handful of episodes, this is actually episode number 60. I would say the first 57 episodes have been a little bumpy. I might finally be starting to figure it out. So you've been warned. But this is what happens. You kind of just go for it. If you're going to wait for something to be perfect, it's never going to happen. What does Katie Woodrick should say? She says something like, done is better than perfect. I'm not a perfectionist, as evidenced by going back and listening to that podcast. I didn't wait till everything was completely figured out before I started. But I talk about treadmill running or how I got started running, period, in that episode but I'm going to save you some trouble of going back there and having to listen to that and just give you a quick background on why I love the treadmill so much. I live in Southern California. The weather is amazing. I am very fortunate that for the most part, I don't have to run on a treadmill day to day, but if I'm traveling or in the past, I originally just ran on a treadmill, never once ran outside my first year of running, never once. Um, And either, like I said, when I'm traveling or if it's very early in the morning, if it's still dark and I have to get in a run, I would in the past, at least I'm not a member of a gym today, but I would go to the gym to take care of that. If it's safer, you definitely want to prioritize safety over really anything else, right? Okay, so most of the time, I do not run on a treadmill anymore. There are exceptions to that. However, I am a huge fan of treadmills because if not for that, 
I would not be talking to you right now. I might not be a marathon runner. I just, my entire life would be different because if I didn't discover running my entire life, I can't even imagine. I don't know. Running changed my life on so many different levels that it's amazing and I'm very, very grateful for it. How it started though was this very natural organic thing that I never would have expected. And that's part of why I'm like, I can, I can't imagine where I would be if not for this, because it started with me having no idea. All I did was I wanted to lose weight. I'd always been overweight and in high school started walking to lose weight. It was like a very kind of sensible aspect. It was probably the only sensible thing because I also at some point over, you know, high school and college did every extreme crash diet ever. But for whatever reason, the exercise portion of my story was very natural and I just kind of went with it. I first would take walks with my mom or my best friend. And both of them were busier than me because my best friend um, started, she had a baby very young. We were like 15. And my mom was busy and had a baby older. Um, They're very, it's a very like interesting kind of tangent to go there. But they were both doing their own thing and I had extra time. So I had time to walk and I had no one to walk with. So I would go to my grandma's house because she had a treadmill and I would walk on her treadmill and she had a TV set up by it. So I would go out there and I would walk for a while. I would have the opportunity to visit her, which was super awesome. Ironically, she would always try to feed me and it was like, Grams, I'm here to lose weight. Why are you feeding me? Uh, but this is what grandmas do, right? I did that for a while and eventually started to get bored or I guess I just wanted to switch it up a little bit. And so I would increase the incline or I would increase the speed and started to do running intervals basically. And it's kind of funny because I didn't realize it at the time. It was not like starting a program now Actually, today I did legit intervals that I had planned out. So I did four minutes hard, um, three minutes easy after a warm up. That was my run for today. But then it was just, I don't know, I would run for a while and then I would probably slow it down to walk and I would run for a while. And eventually, just because I had become super consistent with this and I wanted to do it more often, I got my own treadmill. I bought a treadmill from Sears. I was at this point probably a freshman in college and had it delivered to my parents' house because I was still, I was like a commuter. And I would just, um, I had it in my room and I would wake up. And eventually I built up to running for six miles at a time. And I was doing about um, six, it was like a six miles per hour. So like 10 minute miles. So I would get on the treadmill for about an hour and run about six miles, at least probably five days a week. It was just wildly consistent. I wasn't really switching it up a ton. I had an hour max 
to work out. I would wake up super early if I needed to and do it. It just became a part of my life. And I realized I really liked the way it made me feel. So it was like any other aspect of your routine in the morning, just as you get up and automatically brush your teeth. I got up, brushed my teeth, got some water. This is like my little tradition every morning, my little ritual. And I would get water, change into my running clothes and get on the treadmill. And I did this for a really, really long time. And because though I didn't have this outside pressure of thinking, I really want to run a half marathon. I really want to do a 5k. I want to run with so-and-so who is super fast or runs a ton. I, I didn't even have a training plan that said, oh, I should really be running this much. It was just me doing me. And since there wasn't that extra pressure, I didn't even realize how much I fell in love with it. And eventually I had been talking about it. I had a part-time job and a friend who ran the, I want to say he ran the rock and roll New Orleans full marathon with the charity. He was like, oh my gosh, you run. And he talked me into running a 10K with him. It was going to be the first time ever that I was going to run outside. And I was terrified. And given the fact that I was running six miles at this point and a 10K is 6.2, I could totally do it, but I didn't think I could. And I thought I would look really weird. And I thought maybe running on the treadmill is completely different from running outside or everyone would look at me weird or I would just be too self-conscious to even get out of the car. I had all of these concerns, which are so ridiculous. But my point is that if not for having the treadmill and for being able to build up naturally, I don't think this would have been such an enjoyable experience. And it is a huge part of why I am a runner today. And I definitely encourage you to look at whatever you need to do, because it might not be running, but whatever you're kind of signed up for, look at it in a positive way. You don't want to go into any fitness class or hobby or the gym and just be like, oh, I hate this. Find something that you think is fun or find a way to make it more fun. You know, there is, I used to watch the Food Network on the weekends and be on the treadmill for the longest time because that's what I like to do. And it seemed kind of weird, but it is what it is. It Hello, run, eat, repeat. The two really go together. But, or you can save your favorite audiobook, your favorite podcast, huh? Huh? Um, for when you need to be on the treadmill or have like a super awesome playlist that has just these are the songs that you listen to when you were on the treadmill for a certain amount of time and you kind of save them. Speaking of that, Bodak Yellow, I have to give a shout out to because it's my favorite song right now. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna mention it in the words, but. It is um, a little explicit, but it is everything. You have to, it's everything. Anyway, I am very excited to share these treadmill tips with you. I think they're super awesome. I learned something. I used to think that having the treadmill at an incline was a must 
to mimic outside running. So I found that super interesting. Hopefully this will be helpful and insightful to you. And if you have to run on the treadmill, you kind of look forward to it and just be grateful for the opportunity to be able to do so and have fun with it as much as you can. I know, I know it's not everyone's favorite thing, but enjoy it. And I guess just get the most out of it. And maybe one day I will tell you an even better treadmill story. It's not as feel good. It's not the warm your heart, feel good story of the century, but it is funny about how I actually won a treadmill in a contest a couple of years ago. And, um, (laughs) I don't even know. I don't know if I should just tell you now where the story is going to go. Oh my gosh. Um, I won a treadmill, a amazing, amazing treadmill. And maybe next time or soon, I will tell you another super random, yet another one of those that would only happen to you, Monica. Treadmill stories involving, I don't even know. I don't want to give you, I don't want to give the whole story away, but it's, it's an, that would only happen to you. I didn't fall on the treadmill, which is so odd because I fall so much, right? Maybe I have fallen on the treadmill and I just choose not to remember. I've had that blocked out. Anyways. Okay. Now let's get to the interview. I am talking today with Harvard-educated doctor, runner, and footwear expert, Dr. Casey Kerrigan. She is the founder of Charlottesville-based Osh Shoes, and she's talking about how to run on the treadmill to get the most out of the workout. Um, She dispels some myths, like I said. And she is very, um, it's funny because I'm talking about music a lot right now. Uh, We get into it because she doesn't think that using music for outside running is safe. And this is obviously a very common belief, right? And I try to encourage you to keep one earbud out. And I failed at my own advice and had a huge scare recently. So I tell her that story, which is kind of funny. Um, But along with that, she recently wrote a blog post herself with her top five treadmill tips. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes, along with all of the tips and some more information on where you can learn about the Osh shoes. They are a shoe that is zero drop front to back and side to side. And they are super interesting. And she's done a ton of research on kind of the ideal shoe um, so that it doesn't change your gait and helps your stride, all of that. We're not getting into any of the science of that. So if you want to learn about the shoes, check it out in the show notes and definitely feel free to reach out to her or leave any comments in the show notes at Run It Repeat if you have any follow-up questions. But let's get to it. Today, we're talking to Dr. Casey Kerrigan. Is there a way for the running purist to mimic running outside if they have to run on the treadmill? So I believe for, yeah, the running, that's a really great question. So I, cause I think it, it, it's known that running on a treadmill is easier than running outside. Although somebody just mentioned to me, they said, I find it the opposite. I said, well, maybe you're in the minority, but basically mm-hmm. um, running on a treadmill is, is it, it should be easier for two reasons. One is that you're, you're not overcoming air resistance. So when you run, you, you know, you have to fight the, you know, you, you got to dispel air basically. And um, 
you don't have to do that on the treadmill. It's not huge. I mean, most of the you know energy required to run isn't dispelling air. It's just you know it's traversing on the ground itself. So it, it's not that big of a deal, but it is something. And then the other uh, thing that makes running on a treadmill more easier, I should say, is that there's a certain amount of compliance. By that I mean a springiness, a true spring, different than cushion, um, but a true spring that you get um, from the from the um, uh, the treadmill surface itself, and that's just because by the nature of how treadmills are constructed, with um, typically they have like a plywood or some sort of a flex deck that provides a, a, a real spring. So those two things make running on a treadmill a little bit easier. So you could, you know, as a purist and you're trying to, you know, run a certain pace mile and you want to mimic that same thing on a treadmill, my advice is to just simply increase the speed a little bit. And I, you know, um, yeah, another, um, I guess, you know, sort of an old recommendation has been to run at a 1% incline. And I talk about this in, in my post in, in the original study for this. Actually, not this one yesterday, but if you go back to the one I originally wrote uh, four years ago, which still holds true, is this old study, of this, and that's what everybody works off of, and nothing has been updated since then, of how much of a difference treadmill versus overground running is in, in terms of uh, energy consumption that that 1% incline can make up for it. Um, the thing is, is I personally, I don't like running on an incline and I don't think that it really mimics exactly what I'm doing outside. But what's interesting is it doesn't really matter as far as our research. We did bio, the biomechanics of running on an incline versus running overground and found no difference whatsoever. And another study just came up, I think in the last year or so, that just confirmed that, that there's really no, you know, increased loads on your joints one way or the other, whether you're going on an incline versus versus level. So my preference is you just run on a, a level surface, um, but, you know, you could go either way. I think, so a lot of people, I think they're, they hear this, oh, I got to run on a 1% incline. And then they do it and they go, I don't like it. And then they don't like running on a treadmill. <laughs> so, so my advice is, don't worry about it. Just you don't have to run on an incline if you don't want to. Just run at whatever pace you want to, and then increase. And then, and then also, I'll say, don't try to figure out what your outdoor, your overground pace is, and then try to do some weird calculation to then figure out, you know, how much faster you should go on the treadmill. You really ought to let your body just tell you, you know, how fast you think you should be going. In the same way that you you would do outdoor. It is a little bit different. So you may very well run fast at a faster pace, but, but, you know, you should figure that out on your own and, and listen to your body always. I love that. Yeah. I love that that is your first tip. And it, it's such a good reminder because when you're on a treadmill and you see the display in front of you and you are seeing those numbers, like how long you've been on it, what your pace is, <laughs> It makes you preoccupied with that, like how fast should I be going versus when you're running outside, even if you do have a watch, it's not right in front of your mm -hmm. face. You're not as obsessed with it. So I think we right. tend to not listen to our bodies as much when we're on a treadmill because we have this machine to listen to. Mm -hmm. So that's a good reminder. Right. 
Yeah, and especially in those programs are even worse. Like we, you know, I, you know, we just joined the Y, and they've got these even oh, really fancy, brand new, you know, fancy treadmills, and they've got all these wonderful little programs. And I say avoid those too. You know, just just set it, just run, and you manually, you know, go up or down depending on how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, just listen to your body. Absolutely. I think I think that's it. Yeah, how you also get injured. And, um, uh, you know, if you're basically not listening to your body, if you're listening to, um, yeah, trying to achieve a certain pace or do whatever the program is telling you. For sure. But, uh, yeah. And I, I love, um, so the second tip, I'm very big on checking cadence. I think foot turnover is really important. Mm-hmm. And me working on, the, on that mm-hmm. has helped my speed a ton. How does someone figure that out? Well, that's great. And that is one really great thing you can do on a treadmill that's kind of, I don't know, I find it a little bit more difficult to do when you don't have like a, a some sort of a timer right smack yeah. in front of you when you're over the ground. So for that, I think treadmills are really advantageous to, to kind of work on, actually work on your cadence and try to try to increase that. So cadence is just, you know, you can de- you know define it many different ways, but the easiest way I like to calculate is just, you know, how many times your right foot, you just count, you know, right or left, doesn't matter, but you know, one foot or the other, you know, how many times your right foot hits the ground in a minute. So that number should be 90 or above. You should be taking 90 strides or more per minute. So a lot of people don't do that. They you know, tend to overstride. And, I, and then when you take a longer stride, that, that imposes increased uh, loads on your joints and all your sort of injury-sensitive areas. So you want to keep that, want to keep that cadence um, fast. Now, you can take longer strides. As you get faster, of course, you're going to take longer strides. But by then, you're going to be... You'll be you'll be able to accommodate that, you know, as long as you're you maintain that cadence, you know, a fast cadence. That's going to keep that that stride in check. Mm-hmm. So for someone that's listening and potentially on the treadmill right now, you want to just pay attention for one minute. Start at one minute, counting your right foot hitting down, and count how many times yep. it does that. Exactly. Exactly. And make sure that number is above 90. And you can shoot for more. Go for, you know, go for 100. That's fine. But just, you know, make sure it's not under 90. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then it's consistent. Because then, and sometimes, too, you know, when you, it's interesting when you're conscious, you can, and you're making, you know, you're counting, um, you can uh, you know, say, yep, I'm above 90. But then check it again, you know, especially mm-hmm. after you're, you know, you're fatigued, you've been on the treadmill, for, you know, a while, and you've kind of fallen into your sort of your, um, your habits that you're not really consciously thinking about. Then do it. Take take that measurement again and see, make sure it's above 90. Is there a way to work on that if you don't have quick foot turnover? Is it just something that you should consciously work on, or is there a trick or anything to that? The, it, the, you know, changing your gait is a very, very difficult thing to do. We used to try to do that in, in, in the laboratory. We used to have all these gait training clinics and stuff. It's, I mean, it's doable, but it's very, very difficult to consciously um, 
change, you know, if somebody is, you know, bending their knee too much, I'm just giving an example, you know, to get them to not is really difficult. The, the easiest thing of all the different things that we ever tried to get people to change is their stride length. It's interesting, you know, that uh, so of all the things that you would try to train somebody to 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 do, reducing their stride length is probably the easiest, but it's still pretty difficult to do. But at least it's something. I mean, it's basically you know you're 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 just counting. So it's something that ah, you know it's um, as long as you're thinking about it, you you can change it. But the other factor, the only other factor that I know that's an easy fix is just footwear. So if you you know have a traditional type running shoe. Um, with a lot of cushioning, elevated heel, the, the classic traditional shoe, you will take a longer stride. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, absolutely. And just switching your footwear to um, a, a non-traditional shoe doesn't have that elevated heel, um, like those, the stride length just naturally comes down without really thinking about it. And and that's just a, you know, that's just a function of the, I, I, I say that's an artificial effect that's happened because of traditional footwear that you see a larger stride you know you can consciously you know it is of all the things to try to consciously change that's probably the easiest thing to do but then again you know you can just sort of naturally do it by switching your footwear too and i like that you mentioned too in one of the tips music i'm a fan uh yeah because there are it shows, you know, it improves motivation and thereby, you know, some performance there. So why not? Uh, you know, that's just one more thing I love looking forward to, you know, running on a treadmill is listening to music because I, oh, it just, it, it, I hate it when, when people run with headphones, at least in Virginia, we don't have really great sidewalks mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the cars and, Oh, it just scares me. It scares me. I won't let any of my daughters, you know, run with headphones. It, uh, that, that scares me. So, oh, running on a trail is great. You can do it all you want. <laughs> yes. And you can put in music and just zone out a lot more than if you're running outside. You really do have to be so, so careful. I, um, I try to be diligent about this because, like we said, I, I get to run outside all the time, but I try to just keep like one yeah. earbud in. For the most part, so I can like pay attention, but Mm -hmm. I live right by, I'm in Lake Forest. I'm right by Irvine. Irvine is like the safest city in America. Like it's been voted, like all this stuff. So I though have gotten sloppy with it. And not too long ago, I was running on a path that I run a lot and I had both earbuds in and I was listening. I was like, just, I was going out for a couple miles, but I was listening to, it was either a podcast or an audiobook. I don't remember, but it wasn't music. Like I wasn't super in the zone blasting it. It was just though that I had both earbuds in and I was just listening to this book. And suddenly I hear like a little, you know, the collar, like a dog collar behind me. And I just thought someone was running with a dog and I just kept hearing it and hearing it. It was getting closer. I just figured they were faster than me. And I turned around and look and it, this little dog was like on my ass, excuse my language, but like so close to me, like he could have bit me and I was running. And like, so I freaked out and I started screaming. This is kind of hysterical. Um, so I'm like, no, no. Like I, and I was like screaming, like, no, at the dog, not just like screaming, like, 
of being murdered. But um, like, I was like, no, you know, like yelling at the dog. And then I like realized finally they were a ways off, but it was this older couple on bikes that just had let the dog kind of run off, you know, and he got excited. He thought he was running with me. Maybe he wanted to ditch those people. I don't even know, but it was like, he was really, really close to me, but I didn't, he was able to get that close because I had both earbuds in and I was like, Monica, like this is, it was like such a good reminder. Cause I always tell other people, you know, to be really careful, just keep one earbud in. And I failed at my own advice and got, Oh my God, I was so embarrassed, even though it wasn't completely my fault. Like this dog was probably, he shouldn't have been able to get that close to me, you know, like it, it definitely scared me. Mm-hmm. But it was so funny. And they were like, sorry, like as they passed by as a dog. And I was like, so embarrassed at like how much I was screaming. And then I was like laughing at myself because it was like, it was an older couple with a little fluffy, like white, like poodle. It was a small dog, but still like, it was just like the entire situation. I was like, that's what I get for both earbuds in, you know? But there you go. Oh, that's funny. I know. Yeah. So, oh, it was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It sound like you're running in a very safe place. <laughs> yeah. So it was, I, you it was... know, I guess I temper that. And I like your one, yeah, your one earbud idea. Anything else that someone can do to <laughs> just have a super awesome treadmill workout? Oh, geez. Yeah. Just, um, you know, I, my, my big thing is, you know, just is, is, is avoiding getting injured. And, you know, so, and some of the, the tips I have are, well, they're probably all sort of something to do with that. Um, you know, that, that, that 10% rule. And this just goes for people and that, you know, this is outdoor or, you know, on a treadmill, the 10% rule, just slowly increasing your, your, your distance, your effort. With and this is you know maybe not to your listeners who who've been running, um, but people just getting started and getting friends that are just getting started is there's you, you get such a high you know the first time you go and you run and you're like oh, feeling great I, I should say the first time it's like within a week you know after days you start to it your breathing becomes easier and you're going wow this is awesome and and that's when that's exactly when somebody might then just decide, Oh, I can go a lot. I can go a lot farther. And well, you know, you can, but the musculoskeletal system isn't going to be so fast in um, getting into shape as your cardiovascular or respiratory system. So just, just go slow, just go slow. And, um, but again, that can be used as another motivational factor for somebody to just get on the treadmill in the first place. It's like, you know, you don't you don't have to run a marathon <laughs> within a week of, of, of starting. You know, you just 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 get just just get a run in. Thank you so much, Dr. Kerrigan. Like I said, all of her contact information will be in the show notes at runeatrepeat.com. And now let's get to the awards. Today, first place goes to my random holiday calendar. And it's not supposed to be random in that it's just supposed to be a holiday for every day. I don't know where the calendar makers of this specific one got all of these holidays. I think they kind of probably made some up. Some of them are super fun and I definitely want to celebrate. But today, for example, 
is, I have it right in front of me. So let me pull it up. Today is appreciate a dragon day. So make sure that you appreciate any dragons that you know. How are you supposed to do that? Like, isn't that the most random? I don't even know. Yesterday was National Hat Day. So I hope you wore a hat yesterday. <laughs> um, the 11th was Step in a Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day. Don't you wish you had that one ahead of time? But I just, every day I like to read these on my Instagram stories. And I just, I, I get the most entertainment out of how random these are. And I'm loving it. So that is first place because it gives me a little joy every day. Make sure that you follow Runny Repeat on Instagram. So you, um, if you watch my stories, I will update every morning with the holiday for that day. And second place goes to sheet pan dinners. This I think is going to be my new obsession because I am all about meal prep. I'm definitely trying to make a bigger effort for meal prep and planning this year and just discovering how simple sheet pan dinners are has been amazing. Last week I made chicken fajitas on a sheet pan for my parents. I did some meal prep for them. So I went over and did the prep for that. And I was taking pictures as I was doing it. And a ton of people were like, we want the chicken fajita sheet pan recipe. And I kind of just threw it together. And I used the spices that were at my mom's house to do it. And I didn't get a picture of the completed meal because I just, I meal prepped it and they didn't even eat it that night. So I've made it a couple times since and I've taken some pictures. So that is coming, but I just, it's so easy because you can make, it's supposed to be an entire meal. It doesn't have to be dinner. It can be sheet pan lunch. There's also breakfast. I've seen people crack eggs on them. Um, but it, I put foil on the sheet pan and put everything on there. So the cleanup is super easy too. It's just, very quick and very efficient. And if you want to do meal prep, prep things ahead of time, but think that you don't want to dirty every dish in your kitchen, which I am known for making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and somehow dirtying like five pots and pans. I don't even know. I just am a very messy little cook, but this makes it super, super easy. And I did two different kinds actually. So you can do two different entire meals on different sheet pans and it just makes life so much easier. I'm a huge fan and I think I'm going to, this is going to be my new thing. But if you have any actually amazing cheap pie recipes, let me know. Leave it in the comments. And third place goes to Halt and Catch Fire. This is a TV show that someone recommended to me. And I think it's going to be my new thing because I was watching Mad Men and finished the entire series of Mad Men, which is ridiculous because I've never done that before with a show. Like people say they do marathon binge watching. I've never done that. I've never watched an, an entire TV show from start to finish. And I did that with Mad Men and I was so late to the party. I had no one to really talk about it with. So if you have done that or you just know Mad Men very well, I'm still down to talk about it because I don't think I've actually processed all of my emotions from it. I'm being dramatic. But I think Halt and Catch Fire might be a good replacement for me. Let me know if you're watching that as well. I just finished season one. So I've got to kind of figure it out and get into it. And I am also watching 
The Office, which I just, not that I just discovered it, but I didn't, I just watched it randomly, I think, before an episode here or there, if it was on. There's always like random, I don't know, reruns on. Where have I seen it? But I don't think I saw any of like the super old episodes. So I'm going back and watching those. And those are kind of fun too. Now, in the show notes today, I have a 30 minute treadmill workout and a speed up treadmill workout that. I've posted in the past. So if you want that, you can check that out along with all of the contact information from everything that we learned from today, the song and the treadmill tips. And if you have been running right now, I hope it was a super awesome one. I really appreciate you listening. If you have some time, please rate the show and tell someone about it. Suggest it to someone, maybe a fellow runner or eater, or someone, if you really hate the show, that you don't like so much, and you can share it to waste their time. Hmm? That's a quick tip for today. But I will talk to you on Friday. Have a great run. Thank you for listening to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.